Hello, and God bless you. Before the introduction, I will pray and speak a blessing upon every person who's listening. Let's also continue to pray for our young people. I know it's not a coincidence that I'm continually hearing of the attacks against this younger generation. As I shared with you last week, we are hearing more and more concerning them who are falling victim to illness, sickness, and disease. We've been aware of the attacks that the enemy had launched against our young people through murder and drugs. He was ending their precious lives in any way he could, but apparently those oppositions against them weren't enough. He then started other assaults through ill health, disabilities, and ailments. Please continue to remember Mandy Williams, along with my great niece and a young woman who I love like a granddaughter. There are so many others who are among the sons, daughters, grandsons, granddaughters, nieces, and nephews of some of you who are listening. Again, I'm asking each of you to please pray. Also remember that the podcast is now open for anyone else who would want the names of their loved ones specifically mentioned for prayer. Get your request to me and I will call them out during this time so that we will all be in agreement with the Father as well as with one another. And when you send them, please specify whether or not you want your name or request mentioned publicly. Father, I pray, petition, and make requests to you with thanksgiving that you will bless your sons and daughters who listen to the messages and podcasts that I believe you've given me. Father, may they be blessed and prosper in all they do according to your word and will. I pray and petition you, Father, that they and their families will walk in divine health and that their days upon the earth will be long and fruitful. I pray for Mandy Williams, as well as my great niece, along with the young woman whom I love like a granddaughter, and so many other young people who are under physical, mental, and emotional attacks. Let them all know you as Jehovah Rapha, the Lord our God who heals. I ask again, Father, that they would all walk in divine health and free from pain, whether that pain is physical, emotional, or psychological. Father, I thank you that you allow us to see your faithfulness on behalf of those whom you have moved so mightily. We thank you, Father, for the young man who's gone back to playing basketball after his surgery, as well as others who are seeing and experiencing you as Jehovah Rapha. We also request and agree with you, Father, for those who are going through seasons of grief over the loss of loved ones. So often, Lord, during these times, toward the end of the year, into the beginning of next year, we will hear of many who are being called home. We request that their families and loved ones would know your Holy Spirit for the comforter he is. I petition you, O oh Lord, that we would all hear your voice clearly and concisely, and that all we put our hands to will be blessed according to your word and your will. I pray and make request to you, Father, that each and every one of your sons and daughters who are listening, along with their families, will walk in covenant with you all the days of their lives. May their covenant blessings with you be generational to the thousandth generation, Jesus, should you tarry. 
I make these requests, petitioning you, Father, with thanksgiving in the name of your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. I welcome each of you to another episode from This is the Voice of the Prophet. I'm Prophet Beatrice Valerie Nero, and this week's episode is entitled, What's the Real Purpose of the Storms in Our Lives? As a young mother, I began to teach my sons at home before kindergarten, before school, or any outside educational systems entered their lives. I felt it was my responsibility as well as my personal joy as a parent to do so. However, it wasn't as easy as I thought it would be. For my oldest son, I found that I would teach him certain things and right then and there, for the moment, he would know and understand it only for the next day it was totally forgotten. It wasn't until after weeks and weeks of this struggle that we discovered that not only is he dyslexic, but he also had a memory retention deficit. It meant that certain things had to be repeated continually before he would completely retain them. As stated in other episodes, these learning disabilities have nothing to do with the person's IQ or intelligence levels. My son's memory retention deficit was overcome by repetition as well as reading out loud to him and his baby brother. Just those little changes, repetition and reading out loud to them helped so much until by fifth grade, his memory retention was on a 10th grade level. For him, at that time in his life, Repetition was one of the keys that helped immensely. For some of us, perhaps this is what we need. There are certain things that we might have to hear again and again in order for it to become a part of us. There are things that God may repeat to us over and over so that we will retain them in our spirits in a way that will bring us to higher levels in our relationships with him. Therefore, this week, I'll be sharing a message from a scripture that we've heard in the past. It's concerning the storm in the book of Acts that Paul and those on the ship with him experienced. Now, we all know that that wasn't just any storm, but one of such a magnitude that for many days, the Bible tells us they didn't see the sun or moon. It was not just a storm, but a hurricane that lasted for days. Acts 27 tells us only a portion of what they went through on that ship as they sailed through that storm. But what about our storms? What about the ones that we go through in life? What about the storms that last in our lives for days and days or weeks or even months? For the past two weeks, I shared with those of you who listened concerning some of our spiritual warfare with the enemy. I believe that God wants us to know that we must stand strong and put our feet on his neck. We must totally separate the head from the body that the devil has been leading against us. We must name territories in our lives as well as the principalities that are reigning over those territories in order for us to defeat them. But there are other oppositions that will rise up against us that may not be as clear cut or identifiable 
as spiritual warfare. Maybe it just can't be deemed as an attack of the enemy, but rather one of the storms of life. Just this week, I had someone to tell me of a dream they had in which there were hurricane wind forces, the likes of Katrina. He spoke of hearing the winds when he opened his door, but at the same time, while inside his home with the doors shut, he could hear nothing. Just the day before that person told me about their dream, God had ministered to my spirit from the scripture I'm sharing with you right now from Acts 27. As stated earlier, although this scripture has been shared before, apparently our Father wants us to hear it again. And I don't believe it's to talk about our storms as much as he wants us to understand the purpose for the storms. As stated earlier, there are certain things that need to be repeated for all of us not only to recognize the full intent of its purpose, but for us as the sons and daughters of God to be able to retain all that he wants us to learn and receive from those rough times in our lives. Yes, our Father wants us to know that we don't have to be afraid, we don't have to fear, we don't have to stress, have anxieties, or become hysterical when the storms of life come. Whether it's attacks of the enemy or hurricane forces of trouble in our lives, we must remember always that God's got this. As long as we're in his will, we must always know that we can trust him to do what's best for us. However, there's more. In Acts 27, Paul was being held for trial. He had been accused by the Sanhedrin. He had stood before Felix, Festus, and even King Agrippa, and finally, Paul appealed to Caesar. And to Caesar he went. One of the things we need to see in this event is that Paul was doing what he was supposed to do, the way he was supposed to do it, and yet he still nearly lost his life because of it. This week, I had the pleasure of listening to Pastor Tony Evans' short sermon entitled, Recovering Your Purpose. He referred to Job as the goat, the greatest of all times. And before I go any further, I do recommend that you listen to this powerful message as a source of knowledge as well as encouragement. Pastor Evans taught and talked about the circumstances Job went through as well as the troubles he experienced through no fault of his own. In actuality, if there was a fault within Job, it was in the fact that he was a man who feared God and eschewed evil. But yet, what he went through was beyond anything that any of us could imagine, and it was all because of the fact that he obeyed God. My sisters and brothers, our obedience and faithfulness to God does not guarantee us a trouble-free life. What it does guarantee is that God will deliver us out of them all. Psalms 34 verse 19 in the Amplified Classic Edition reads, Many evil confront the consistently righteous, but the Lord delivers him out of them all. Can we say that the storms or battles that we're going through in life right now is because we've obeyed God? 
And are they because we serve him and obey him with our whole hearts and our whole souls? Are we among those who the enemy has used as a challenge to God, saying that he can get us to turn away from him during our times of trouble, sickness, financial or marital upheavals? What about during our times of grief, sadness, or downright depression? Will we be among those who can use the words of Job when he said, Though he slay me, yet will I trust him? Or are we among those who have decided that our storms are too much and we're ready to quit and give up? Last Saturday morning, I heard the Holy Spirit speak to my spirit and say, God will not always speak to our storms as Jesus spoke to the winds and waters when the disciples were in the boat with him. Sometimes we have to weather the storms just to come through them. But when that occurs, it's for a reason and a purpose. In Acts 27 verses 16 through 20, it reads in the New International Version, as we passed to the lee of a small island called Cotta, we were hardly able to make the lifeboat secure, so the men hoisted it aboard. Then they passed ropes under the ship itself to hold it together. Because they were afraid they would run aground on the sandbars of Sirtis, they lowered the sea anchor and let the ship be driven along. We took such a violent battering from the storm that, the next day, they began to throw the cargo overboard. On the third day, they threw the ship's tackle overboard with their own hands. When neither sun nor stars appeared for many days and the storm continued raging, we finally gave up all hope of being saved. The men in charge of the ship were sailors. This was not their first storm, so they knew what to do that should have helped them weather this hurricane. But although this wasn't their first storm at sea, it seemed that it may have very well been the first one where they actually lost hope. They did everything they could to make the vessel they were in more stable. They lowered the sea anchor and let the ship be driven along. There are times in life when things get so bad that we literally decide, as the expression goes, to just go with the flow. That means we don't really do anything, but just go wherever life may take us. Whichever way the wind blows, that's the path we will follow with no real direction in life, with no real thought as to where we may end up. As the men on the ship knew what to do in order to get through that storm, there are certain things that we as Christians and followers of Christ should know to do during the storms of life that we experience. However, knowing something and actually putting those things into practice are two entirely different matters. The men threw some heavy stuff off the ship. They threw the cargo, and then the very next day, they threw the tackle overboard. There are many of us who really need to get rid of some of the heavy loads we carry. However, there are some of us that as we go through our storms in life, sometimes we decide to get rid of things that maybe we should hold on to. 
The tackle were used to load and unload the ship's cargo, the weighted things that they were carrying from one port to another. However, during this storm, all of their gear, ropes, and pulleys used to hoist and move things on and off their ships were thrown overboard. Unfortunately, the things that we need to move our heavy loads from our hearts, minds, and spirits are the very things that we will often get rid of when we're going through our storms. Our prayer and devotion times, our times of fasting and being along with the Father, when the storms come, many Christians will get rid of them, letting them go as though they're the burdens. The very things that keep us anchored in God, the things keep, that keeps us tethered to him, we release into the storms of our lives. Our faith, hope, and trust in him, we let go of. Things that should keep us safe and steady as we sail through these storms, many Christians will cut them off. Amazingly, for many, these are the very times that they will make the decision to cut off their very relationships with the Father. During the times that I was attending church regularly, I remember so often running into people who had stopped coming to service, and they would tell me the reasons they had stopped attending was because they were going through so much at home or in their lives. Rather than getting closer to God, they walked away from him. Rather than developing stronger prayer lives or becoming more determined in their Christian walk, they turned away. They literally walked away from the only one who could have kept them safe and quieted their storms. They stopped communicating with God, literally stopped praying. So often, after many days of not seeing him move the way they want him to move, some will make the decision to stop seeking his face, stop believing his word, and discontinuing their trust in him. The word says that the sailors passed ropes under the ship to hold it together, but it didn't do any good. I can tell you right now that once we've cut God off, there's really nothing else that one can do to hold it together on their own. The ship that Paul was on was caught in the middle of a storm that basically would not let them go. Have you ever been caught up in something so bad it seems like it will never end or you just can't get out of it? Sometimes it seems that way in life. Finances, bad health, family matters, jobs, children, marriages, and so many other things that when they go bad, they just keep seeming to get worse and worse. Things just won't change. The men on the ship were so scared, they thought they were going to die. They had stopped eating and just waited for death to come. The word says that they gave up. Let me tell you something. There are some people that truly believe the way their life is right now is the way it will be until they die. Satan is a lie. Don't stop eating. Don't stop eating the word of God. Don't stop seeking his face and listening for his voice. Don't give up because giving up is not an option. Don't give up and don't let go because your best is yet to come. 
I'm sure there was not one man on that ship, including the captain, the owner, and Julius, the soldier who had command of Paul, who didn't wish they had listened to the warning Paul had given them before they left port. Paul said, I warned you, and you should have listened to me. It's just like many of us, when we look back at certain decisions we've made in our younger years, now we can say, if we had only listened. When we give counsel to our children and even our grandchildren, but they don't listen, we could easily say, I told you so. But instead, we try to give more counsel, more encouragement, and even more wisdom so that they don't continue to make the same mistakes as they're going through their storms in life. Paul could have gone on chiding them, chastising and reprimanding them with harsh words, but again, that was not the purpose of Paul being there. Instead of Paul continuing with the reprimands, just like us with our own loved ones, he encouraged them. He gave them a word from the Lord. How many times have we given scriptures, verses, chapters, Christian books, or sermons to those we love in hopes of giving them strength? How many times have we shared testimonies of what God has done for us when we were going through our rough times? How many stories and miracles have we shared with our sons and daughters from the times that we know that it was God and only God that did what needed to be done? That's the purpose of us going through our storms is so that we can tell others that they will get through their storms too. It's to encourage others so that they won't give up or give in. It's so that they will continue to see and hear the voice of God even in the midst of their storms. Paul told them that he had had a visitation from an angel. And the very first thing the angel said to Paul was, do not be afraid. Again, as stated earlier, God will not always speak to our storms as Jesus spoke to the winds and waters when the disciples were with him in the boat. Sometimes we will have to weather them, but remember, it's always for a reason and a purpose. And that purpose is to glorify the Father in his faithfulness to his sons and daughters. Listen, no matter how rough your storm may seem right now or how bad things may be for you, do not be afraid. I heard a former pastor of mine preach a message some years ago and I've never forgotten what she said. She said, truth changes facts. No matter what the facts may be, how real or right they are, Truth always changes facts. There have been many men and women who have been incarcerated for a crime based on the facts that were given until the truth comes out. Jesus is the truth, and he's about to change some facts about you and for you. He can change the facts of your finances. He will change the facts of your health or marriage. He can change the facts of family situations. Truth changes facts and Jesus is the truth that will change the facts in your life. He's about to change the facts of this storm that you and your family are going through right now. Truth 
changes facts. Just hold on a little bit longer because God is about to move on your behalf and change the facts of the storm that you're in. God bless you, my sisters and brothers. And please join me next week for part two of this series entitled, What's the Real Purpose of the Storms in Our Lives? Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of This is the Voice of the Prophet. I ask that each of you would share this podcast with others and always remember that it's available for listening on every podcast server and app. I continue to ask you for your support through your prayers. You can contact me through my email at amieagle at charter.net. That's A-M-I-T-E-E-A-G-L-E at charter.net and through the Facebook post or Facebook Messenger. Thank you again for your prayers and support, and may God bless each and every one of you.